Okay, so um, we're going to um, play the usual game. Okay, what's the vice? It's a dimension list. Okay, so you should be able to get it. Okay, here we go. Um, what is the vice? <laughs> and it is gluttony. It is Samara at an art exhibition, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Okay, so um. Uh, gluttony. Okay, have you ever eaten too much? Have you ever lain in bed at night thinking, oh my goodness, I should not have had that third slice of tart a la creme or, or pizza? Have you ever eaten more than you needed? Okay, does that make you a glutton? Well, I'd argue whether it does or not. Okay, so, so what is gluttony and why is it on the list? Okay, wh wh why do you think that? Why, why make it a capital vice? Anyone? Okay, it, it's in the Bible. Okay, it's in the Bible. Why, um, it, that would make it a sin. Why make it a capital vice? Yeah. Gateway drug. Sorry? Gateway drug. It is a gateway drug, that's <laughs> sure. Anything else? Maybe back in with a month, with a meaningful, maybe not in the Okay, that's interesting. Okay, I'd argue with that, but that is certainly... Is if you're living out in the desert and you're craving food, that may well be a controlling thing for you. Um, absolutely. Okay, if you think about it, if you just double back a bit, food, taking good food, taking pleasure in food, even the ability to eat food, those are all God's gifts to us, aren't they? Those are all God's good gifts to us. And in the Garden of Eden, God commands Adam and Eve to eat. Of any, you can have any of this food. It's all yours, apart from one, uh, one tree. Plus, the feasts of Israel are exactly that. They're feasts. In fact, the greatest feast that, that tells of God's redemption of Israel from slavery was Passover, which was basically a roast lamb slap-up dinner. That's how you're going to celebrate this. And the Gospels show Jesus feasting to the point where Jesus is accused of being a glutton and a drunkard. And so gluttony can't just be overeating, or else Jesus would be a glutton, or God would command gluttony in you know, having, having this feast. Sometimes it is right to feast in a celebration of God's goodness to us. Instead, what the vice of gluttony is aiming at is it's not it's not so much how much we eat, but about how much pleasure we get out of eating. Why is we eating? Why do we get that pleasure? It's this vice, again, of a disordered desire. Okay, look at um, uh, Philippians 3.19, where Paul says, their God is their belly, their stomach. What does that tell you about gluttony or food? That's a Sunday school question. Okay, that's a, that's not a trick question. What does that tell you? Yeah. It can be an idol. Okay, it can take on food for people can take on religious proportions. Okay, putting it bluntly, it is uh, food uh, worship. So the uh, gluttony is food worship, the idolatry of food. 
Okay, Paul is making the point that people were looking to their physical appetites, to food, to satisfy their souls, to answer something inside them. Okay, he, he says their minds are set on earthly things. That's what he goes on to say. Meaning, it is possible to look to food, to good created things, you know, good things that God has given us, and to physical satisfaction for our comfort, for our security, and for our well-being. Martin, is, is gluttony only about food, or is it similar things that we might in tradition, it's about food, yeah. Now, I mean, uh, a drink would also fit in. There's stuff you consume with your mouth, yeah. Um, and we talked about this, can, can feasting at an art exhibition be? I think no, but it's specifically about satisfying physical desires, yeah. Or, or using physical means to satisfy your desires. Um, so, um, Frederick uh, Buchner says, a glutton is one who raids the fridge for a cure for spiritual malnutrition. Like you can feel empty on the inside, you can be spiritually empty or down, and you treat that by, by food, by gorging yourself, or by using your special food that, that does that. Um, now, Augustine, uh, he drew a helpful distinction between uh, using things and enjoying things. Okay, and I just want you to get this in your brain, because at first hand you might sort of think, what? Okay, he uses an illustration of, let's say you live in a foreign country, what most of us do, and you're trying to get home. And uh, to help us get home, he says we need refreshment along the way. But, he says, if you enjoy that refreshment too much, you're never going to get home. You're going to spend all your time in the hostelry or the bar or the restaurant. You never, it, it, it's giving you the energy to get home, but you're enjoying it too much that you never get home. And it's at home, he says, where true happiness awaits. Okay, and the problem, Augustine says, is that we have begun to enjoy things too much when they're really to be used to help us get where we're supposed to get to. Now, um, and and he, um, he says, if we, uh, if we wish to return to our home country, where alone we can be truly happy, we have to use this world, not enjoy it. Now, you might hear that, okay, because that's how it's sort of counter to how the, we think at the moment. So, for example, if I were to say, um, you know, about Sue, my, my wife, I use her, I don't enjoy her, we'd all go, whoa, that sounds very wrong. Okay, but he's not saying it in the sense of, um, uh, he's saying it in the sense of don't enjoy it to the point where this has become an ultimate in your life, where, 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 you're, where you're using it for something it's not designed to be used for. Okay, maybe what he says next um, helps explain it. He says, virtuous people avail themselves of the things of this life with the moderation of a user not the attachment of any lover. Okay, so using something rightly doesn't mean you don't enjoy it. It means it doesn't have your heart. It hasn't taken you captive. And you don't love it as a sole object of your love, the thing you look to for love. 
And the problem is that a glutton loves food too much. Okay? They seek in food a satisfaction for a deeper hunger, which only God can uh, satisfy. Okay, but as with some of the other vices, okay, there's another side to it that may not be immediately obvious. Okay, so here's a question for you. Can the foodie, can the um, uh, foodie, the, um, the picky eater, the health food fanatic, can they also be a glutton? You turn around, talk one, one minute. Can they also be a glutton? Yes or no question, but I think yes. Yeah. 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 So for me the, the, the problem with is how much it's not like sometimes I've noticed that, like when I was a kid, I'd come home and I'm like imagining all my mom could do this stuff, and you get home and it's not what you expect, and, and you're so disappointed. So to me, that's the one kind of dummy. Are you getting uh, are you getting pleasure from eating? Is it to an overextended? And, and I think that's the point of healthy food. It doesn't need to be like it doesn't need to be fast food. Okay. So I think what do you think? Can the foodie, the person who's picky about their food, the the food fetish, can they uh, may they also be guilty of gluttony? What do you think? Straw poll, yes or no? Yes. Okay, interesting. Okay, and the answer is traditionally yes. And uh, I'll get some feedback because I just heard what Dan there was saying. He's got his spot on. Okay. And, um, but Gregory the Great, okay, he made the point that gluttony doesn't just show itself by us eating too much. He said it shows itself by us eating, and don't worry about this, we're not going to spend ages on this. He says it shows itself by eating too daintily, that's too fussily, okay, too sumptuously, it's all, it's all rich and lovely, too hastily too greedily and too much. Okay, I think it's easier just for the sake of this is to think about how we eat, what we eat and why we eat. Okay, so firstly, how we eat. Oh, did you need to write that list down? Sorry. Okay. There's also a modern version of this which is called Fresh and it's, um, I can't remember what it is. Fastidiously, <coughs> fastidiously <coughs> ravenously, excessively, sumptuously, hastily. Everyone got that down? Okay, so firstly, how we eat. Okay, the gluttonous person eats too quickly. That's a, okay, us, sue me. Um, <laughs> They're too greedily, they try to get down as much as quickly as possible, and they eat too much. Okay. Um, so ask yourself, have you ever eaten more quickly than necessary? And you're doing it, to, not because you've got some other job to do, but you're doing it to make sure you get as much as, as you want before somebody else gets there first. Yeah. In my childhood, yes. Yeah, exactly. In your particularly if you come from a big family. Okay, you want, okay, imagine there's, there's just a 
few slices, there's one or two slices of pizza left in the box. Okay, do you eat your slice more quickly so that you get there before your brother and your sister get there? Because okay, so of course you do. Yeah, this is natural. This is our, yeah, our sinful nature is natural. Okay, or subscribe. Or, I mean, okay, just the next time we have a church potluck lunch, okay, just watch what goes on. Okay, because. There are the people who take two helpings to start with, so that, and this is being recorded, I'll cut this out later, so, so, so that, you know, it, there will be stuff there when they go back. Or you take dessert at, with your, and no, we don't, can't do that at the church, but, like, but you take dessert, or you take two lots of dessert to make sure you get what you want, so that in case it's not there when you go back. Again, traditionally, that would be seen as, as uh, an example of gluttony, because that's how we eat. Okay, all right, then uh, what we eat, and because food is a good gift, okay, we find a right pleasure in it. Okay, it's good to find pleasure in food, but that pleasure becomes too much when we have to have a certain food or we won't be happy. Or we have to have a food done in a certain way, and if it's not, then we start complaining. Or we'll only eat specific foods, and if we don't get the food we want done in the way we want, the pleasure is gone. Daniel, just see what you were saying about my you. story. Yeah, your story. I had this. I, I remember this as a kid. I would always come home for lunch at noon, and one time I was very hungry, and I rejoiced, thinking of all the good things my mom could have made for lunch. And then I pushed the door, and my mom had just, you know, taken the leftovers from the fridge and cooked them in a pan, and that was what we had for dinner, <laughs> for lunch. And uh, I was very disappointed. Yeah, yeah. Danilo does not look like a glutton, does he? But there you are, there is a sin of gluttony living <laughs> in the heart of Danilo. Yeah, Moses, Moses. It's an interesting like lack of gratitude, but not like yeah. because like yeah. the dictionary says like excess of food. Yeah, so and it's not like nothing grateful. Yeah, yeah, so it's not traditionally, it's not this is what I'm trying to get you to see. It's not just excess of food because that's how we tend to think of it. A dictionary may even say that, but traditionally, the, the the church has not seen it just as an excess of food. It's, it's this thing that we look, we put too much importance on our food. And so, yeah, that, that you could say that, you know, Danilo's just being ungrateful. But it's this idea that unless I have food, the food that I want or the way I want it, it doesn't satisfy me. Um, uh, so the gluttonous person is too fixated on their own pleasure, their own satisfaction. Okay, and so uh, gluttony also shows itself not just in the food we eat, but the food we avoid. Okay, and um, and the reason for that is we get our satisfaction. We we can get our sense, even I would say, a sense of self-justification from what we don't eat. Okay, so I don't eat what those people eat and I feel better about myself as a result. Yeah, I can look down on them, I'm more righteous because I don't eat what they eat. Okay, and I think in the food fatty world, okay, that's a, I think that is a, um, a big issue. Is that, oh, that mean veganism could be a Okay, so I think absolutely. I, I think this is what's interesting. And not, hey, it, it not, you, you can be a steak eater, so can a vegan or a vegetarian be a glutton? Absolutely, as traditionally conceived. But so can a steak eater. Because a steak eater can be looking at the vegetarian saying, ah, yeah, I'm so much better than them. 
And actually, I can give you verses from the Bible that tell you why I'm right and you're wrong. Okay. So both, it's because when you're getting your self-justification from your food, that is a, that's a sign of gluttony. Okay. You're just pointing out Moses' sin. No <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's name names. Yeah. Okay, C- C.S. Lewis, um, he describes an, a type of older woman, and he doesn't just mean an older woman, but he's just using this as a picture. Um, an, an older woman who insists on only... She, she goes to dinner somewhere, okay, and she insists on only having a small piece of dry toast and a glass of cold water. I, I couldn't possibly put you to bother. Okay, her, his, her hosts have invited her over for a lovely meal, and she says, no, no, please, no, no. I, 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 just give me a little, little bit of dry toast with a very thinly spread bit of butter and just a cold glass of water. And what he says is she's doing, she feels better about herself. She feels in some way more virtuous because of, because of what she's saying no to. And she gets it, he just says, you can get this perverse pleasure out of the trouble you put other people to because of your, the strictness of your, um, uh, your diet. She gets an inner satisfaction and contentment from being a minimalist. Okay, now, again, that's not those of us with special diets, okay, whether it's gluten or whatever, that's, this is not what he's talking about. He's talking about this inner pleasure we get from the food that we do or we don't eat. That's, that's excessive. And so interestingly, just at the moment when we can think we are being most self-controlled and res- like, or, you know, like dieting, restricting our calories, we can be just as much a slave to food as if we're gorging ourselves. So the question is not so much how much is too much, but how dominated by this desire to eat or not eat am I? Okay, so um, that's um, uh, how we eat, uh, what we eat, and then thirdly, why we eat. And ever engaged in comfort eating? You're feeling a bit down? Yeah, so you have some chocolate. You know, we have a stack of chocolate in our kitchen, and you, know, you, can, you can tell how people are feeling by how quickly this <laughs> stack of chocolate uh, goes down. And we all do that. Why? Because we're taking food and using it effectively as a drug to make us feel better, to answer something inside. And I, to some degree, we all do that. Um, yes? What about eating out of boredom? Oh, absolutely. Is that yeah. Well, I... Th- I um, uh, I, I certainly, uh, one, we'll, get, we'll get to this, I certainly think it's one of the cures, being active is one of, the, keeping ourselves active is one of the mechanisms not to give into gluttony, that we just, we're bored so we eat, and so I think we should not allow, our, so I think, yeah, probably, sure. I think, <laughs> <laughs> That kind of does mean right there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, doing the job, brother. Solitude, it could be anything. Yeah, it could be. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, one of the things, I mean, this probably isn't, maybe a form of gluttony, actually. Okay, I've I've decided years ago that I would not drink wine when I'm on my own. Okay, because I I feel this draw to alcohol. You know, members of my family have had problems with alcohol. And I, and I feel this draw to it when I'm feeling a bit down. 
And so I, I have this sort of policy that I won't, if, if I'm uh, alone, Susan's not at home, the girls ain't at home, I won't dream. Just because I don't trust myself that I won't be using it in the wrong way. Um, then I'd be, you know, to Augustine, I would be a, I would be a lover, not a user. I'll be putting too much on this. Okay, so, um, okay, why is it a problem? Okay, why is gluttony a problem? Um, firstly, because anything we uh, replace God with is a, is a problem. Um, here's a question: what, what was the what was the basis of the fall? Food, interestingly, I've, you know, the first sin is all around food. And I was looking at it this afternoon. If you look at what Eve talks about, she sees the tree, and and, and it's beautiful, and it's desirous, and it's very much an aesthetic thing that's going on there. Um, maybe Eve was the first foodie. And, um, but that, that, at that moment, the fruit of the tree of the um, knowledge of good and evil, for in, in that moment, it embodied her desires. It, it even uses the word desire in the, in the text. Her desire for autonomy and for wisdom and for beauty and for pleasure and to have those apart from God. And that's really what gluttony is um, offering us. Um, Okay, but secondly, uh, why is it a problem? Because it leaves us unsatisfied. You know, um, it, it just doesn't answer it. Uh, the, the deeper inner issue of why we're comfort eating or whatever. And Ecclesiastes says, All the toil of man is for his mouth, yet his appetite is not satisfied. Food might fill the stomach, but it still leaves our desires for spiritual fulfillment unfilled. Okay, thirdly, um, it impacts relationships. Just turn around. How does gluttony impact our relationships negatively? <coughs> Just talk about that in a, give you one minute. What, why might it damage our relationships? I was out with a we were on a trip with a friend at a cafe we stopped and we were all and I guy you know wait so I think in a way, Okay, what do you reckon? Yeah. <laughs> 
How does um how does gluttony negatively impact our relationships? Anyone? What do you come up with? Yeah, so. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Anyone else? We judge others by what they eat or don't eat. By what they eat or don't eat. Yeah, exactly. Various conditions. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, food is a very valuable means of just social and yeah. interpersonal interaction. If, yeah. if it becomes more about the food than the actual yeah. personal part, that's a problem. Yeah. And I was, I was just thinking of. Um, is it First Corinthians where yeah. Paul is talking about the Lord's Supper? Yeah. And that was becoming an occasion for gluttony. Yeah. Um, exactly. Just distracting from the actual yeah. meaning. Yeah, and then um, we haven't got time to look at it tonight. But if you look at what the, I mean, when we preached on it, if you look at the, how the triclinium and the, how a Roman house was structured and why he's saying what he's saying, it's basically the rich, the wealthy, the elite in the church, they're getting all the best food in their room and the others, the poor, are segregated off over here. And so even that, you know, the expense, how, how much it, you know, if you, if you as a group, for example, decide, oh, we're going to go out to this restaurant, but some of you can't afford that, because that's a great restaurant to go to, but others can't actually afford to go there, you've immediately put a division in where there should be no division. Um, anything else? Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, a, a lot of it's unseen, actually, this impact on relationships. So, um, you know, Jesus tells a story of the a rich man and Lazarus. And I mean, you know, we've already done greed. But what's fascinating about that is that uh, it's very unusual for Jesus to give names in a parable. Okay, but he does here. But why does he only give a name to Lazarus, the poor man? It's because rich man is the rich man's name. He's defined by his riches. That's his identity, he's rich man, interestingly. And, um, but he's got a beggar at his door and he doesn't even see him. And uh, overindulgence means that someone else is going without. Um, and you can neglect your neighbor un under your nose. Okay, fourthly, um, as uh, Samara said, it's a gateway sin, it multiplies other sin, and you know, we've talked about it, you can judge other people. Um, if, you, if some of you go off to a restaurant leaving others who can't go, that might provoke sin in their lives. And they might get frustrated and angry. And, or, or we become critical of other people, um, or this fixation on food means that we're not giving attention where, uh, where, we, should, where we should do. Okay, so, strategy. Um, getting food in the right proportion. Okay, so how can gluttony be rooted out? How are we going to deal with it? If you've got a friend struggling with this, or if I'm struggling with this, you're struggling with this, what would you say? What are some steps? I think fasting. Okay, fasting, yeah. Do you want to explain? I might just want more than 5%. <laughs> <laughs> Because, like, for some people, so he's your boyfriend. For some people, it, it can be a, a problem to like they would abstain of eating because like it makes them feel better. Yeah. They, they know. So 
for those people fasting would actually be not yeah. so they would use it as an excuse to yeah. Yeah. If, if you're doing it as ab- absolutely if you're doing it as a matter of uh, you have your control that you're the you're the god okay yeah fasting is not a great idea but that shouldn't be why we're fasting there's a passage in first Corinthians 10 where Paul says some simple answers do it for the glory of God yep. the passage reads so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Do not cause anyone to stumble, whether Jews, Greeks, or the Church of God. Even as I try to please everybody in every way, for I am not seeking my own good, but the good of many, so that they may be saved. Yeah. Yeah. So whether you eat, you can feast to the glory of God, and you can fast to the glory of God, and you can feast to your own satisfaction. You can fast to your own satisfaction. Make sure and make sure you do. Try not to others. I, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <coughs> um, anyone else? How do you get? How do you start to deal with this? Discipline. Discipline. Yeah. It, yes. Yeah, so old. It's a you know old-fashioned word, isn't it? Just self-discipline and saying no to stuff. Um, but oh, the, yeah, I think on. the key is it depends on the kind of gluttony. If it's the overeating excess kind, fasting's probably good. If it's an undereating kind, fasting's probably not good. Yeah. Like, it, exactly. It really depends on the type. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah, so it's different. just add the sentiment that when you say to the Yeah. and you think about what it is and how it was made, then you enjoy and more readily. Yeah, I think even the simple habit of saying grace before a meal and thanking the Lord for it and remembering that this is, he's, he's my God, this what's on the plate here isn't. Um, okay, just some some of those I pick up on. Feed on the true bread. You know, gluttony says food is the answer to your life, and Jesus says no, you cannot live on bread alone. Okay, so um, you know, Jesus says I'm the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger. I'm the only one who can ultimately satisfy your hungers. Um, and gluttony tries to fill our souls by filling our stomachs, but only Christ can do that. Um, so. Let's be looking to him rather than our food as the one who satisfies us. Then, um, grow in self-control. This is, the, this is for the when we're overeating rather than if we're already... Actually, if, if we're like this, actually, maybe you need to loosen up a bit and realise you're free in Christ. And we're free to feast um, and to celebrate. But, you know, one of the fruit of the Spirit is self-control. And so I think when this is an issue for us, we should be praying, you know, God, would you please give me more of the fruit of your spirit? Um, and then I would say fast, for uh, particularly where um, we do this for the right reasons. Jesus says, um, and when you fast, what implication can you draw from that? <laughs> yeah, number, time, number one, you're not going to fast all the time because if you did, you'd die. But you should fast. Yeah, so it, it's not a rule that you've you've got to fast, but there's an expectation that we will fast at times. Um, you know, John Piper, uh, his, in his book on fasting, he says that fasting is a way of saying, "This much, oh God, do I want you? I want you, and I want to give this thing up. I want you more than I want my my food." Uh, and very, very practically, it can help us confront some of our issues about control or lack of control. Um, uh, Richard uh, Foster, in his book Celebration of Discipline, says, you know, fasting reveals those things that control us. 
And as we fast, maybe that control is loosened where it's, uh, where it's this thing that's got control over you. Um, and then, interestingly, uh, some of the books say, and I thought this was, in, uh, this was sort of against my Protestant uh, instincts, um, but come to the Lord's table in terms of breaking bread. And the reason for that is Psalm 34, verse 8 says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. And in communion, communion is this moment where we act out the gospel, and interestingly, we do it with food and drink. Okay. And it's there that we're saying, you're my God. You're the only one, Lord Jesus, who can satisfy me. And so coming regularly to the Lord's table is a way of us saying, hey, it's you I need. Uh, you're the only one who can ultimately comfort me. Um, fifthly, feed on scripture. Now, how does, you know, when, when Satan comes to Jesus in the wilderness and tries to get him to use food wrongly, turn these stones into bread, Jesus quotes scripture. Interestingly, Old Testament Deuteronomy, which is clearly memorised. And so it's as we, you know, um, meditate on scripture, know scripture, it gives us tools in our armoury for the battle. And then just finally, um, stay active, don't get bored. You know, if, um, you know if, if late at night is a time for you, go and do some press-ups instead. Go and do some sit-ups. Um, go and pray, re re read another chapter of the Bible, call a friend. Um, let's be active rather than uh, lazy. Uh, somebody said that idleness is a petri dish for gluttony. You know, right? It just breathes in idleness. Okay, let's um, finish there. So go to um, your groups.